tuingie katika Biblia zetu katika kitabu cha Waefeso mbili we'll be reading verse 11 through 22 tutasoma aya 21 hadi 22 this is the word of the lord Therefore remember that formerly you the Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision which is performed in the flesh by human hands remember that you were at that time separate from Christ excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world But now in Christ Jesus you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ for he himself is our peace who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so that in himself he might make the two into one new man thus establishing peace and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by it having put to death the enmity and he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near for through him we both have our access in one spirit to the father So then you are no longer strangers and aliens but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the spirit Kiswahili wa Efeso 2 aya ya 11 Kwa ajili ya hayo kumbukeni ya kwamba zamani ninyi mlio watu wa mataifa kwa jinsi ya mwili mnaoitwa wasiotairiwa na wale wanaoitwa waliotairiwa yani toara ya mwili iliyofanyika kwa mikono kwamba zamani zile mlikuwa hamna Kristo mmefarakana na jamii ya Israeli wageni wasio na maagano ya ahadi ile mlikuwa hamna tumaini hamna Mungu duniani lakini sasa katika Kristo Yesu ninyi mliokuwa mbali hapo kwanza mmekuwa karibu kwa damu yake Kristo kwa maana yeye ndiye amani yetu aliyetufanya sisi zote tuliokuwa wawili kuwa mmoja akibomoa kiambaza chakati kilicho tutenga kilicho tutenga naye akiisha kuondoa ule uadui kwa mwili wake ndio sheria ya amri zilizo katika maagizo ili afanye ha, hao wawili kuwa mtu mpya mmoja ndani ya nafsi yake akafanya amani 16 akawapatanisha wote wawili na Mungu katika mwili mmoja kwa njia ya msalaba 
akiisha kuufisha ule uadui kwa huo msalaba akaja akahubiri amani kwenu ninyi mliokuwa mbali na amani kwao wale waliokuwa karibu kwa maana kwa yeye sisi zote tumepata njia ya kumkaribia baba katika roho mmoja basi tangu sasa ninyi si wageni wala wapitaji bali ninyi ni wenyeji pamoja na watakatifu watu wa nyumba watu wa nyumbani mwake Mungu mmejengwa juu ya msingi wa mitume na manabii naye Kristo Yesu mwenyewe ni jiwe kuu la pembeni katika yeye jengo lote linaunganishwa vema na kukua hata liwe hekalu takatifu katika Bwana katika yeye ninyi nanyi mmejengwa pamoja kwa maskan kuwa maskan ya Mungu katika roho Please allow me to pray for the word Our heavenly Father we just come before you Lord humbly recognizing that we are but sinners in need of your grace and Lord our uh, sinful hearts uh, can often cloud your truth and so Lord we ask that by the ministry of your holy spirit that you would help us to see clearly your truth in your word this morning uh, be with us guide us and lead us uh, throughout this preaching of your word Give us eyes to see and ears to hear the truth that you have for us. And it's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, the topic that God is teaching us in this rather long passage that we have read this morning. Somo ambalo Mungu anatufunza kutoka kwa kifungu kirefu ambacho tumesoma asubuhi hii is the importance of the church as it is established by Christ Jesus. Ni umuhimu wa kanisa jinsi limedhibitishwa na Yesu Kristo. It is Christ who defines the church. Ni Kristo alifafanuae kanisa. It is not human beings who decide what a church is and what a church is not. Sio mwanadamu anayeamua kanisa ni nini au kanisa sio nini. And so as we read in the scriptures there is one true church of God. Na tunaposoma katika maandiko tunapata tunalo tu kanisa moja ambalo ni la kweli la Mungu. And that one true church of God is made up only of those who belong to God by faith. Na hilo kanisa moja la kweli linajumlisha wale ambao ni wa Mungu katika imani. And this one true church of God is uh, divided up according to our way of seeing into smaller local bodies that gather together. Na ili kanisa moja ambalo limegawanyishwa katika sehemu mbalimbali kulingana na sehemu tunazokutania. And the true church of God even includes those who have died before us in union with Christ. Na ilo kanisa la kweli la Mungu pia linajumlisha wale waliokufa kitambo waliokuwa katika imani pamoja nasi. And this passage is telling us that those who are truly members of 
God's church. Na kifungu kinatuambia kwamba wale ambao hakika ndio washirika wa kanisa la Mungu according to their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Kulingana na vile wamemwamini Yesu Kristo, they are given the power and the resources to get along with people who are very very different from them. Wamepewa uwezo na rasilimali pamoja na watu And so there is no such thing as a Luya church. Kwa hivyo hakuna mahali ambapo utapata kwamba kuna kanisa la Kiluya. There is no such thing as a Luo church. Hautawahi pata mahali kwamba kuna kanisa la Kiluo. There is no such thing as the white man's religion. Hakuna kitu kama dini ya Muzungu. There is no such thing as the African religion. Hakuna kitu kama dini ya Kiafrika. There is only the true church consisting of those who belong to Jesus Christ by faith ni kanisa ni wale tu ambao wanajumuishwa pamoja wanaoamini katika Yesu Kristo and then there are false churches na zile zingine zenye zimebaki ni makanisa ya uongo and those who are in the true church of god na wale ambao wako katika kanisa la kweli la Mungu are given the power and the resources to get along with one another wamepewa uwezo na rasilimali za kuweza kuendelea katika imani no matter their differences with the others in the church haijalishi wanatofautiana katika sura ama katika makabila In the true church of God there are many people with very many differences. Katika nyumba ya Mungu kuna watu na utofauti mbalimbali. There are men, there are women, there are children. Kuna wanaume, kuna wanawake, kuna watoto. There are rich, there are poor. Kuna maskini na matajiri. There are the well educated, there are the uneducated. Kuna waliosoma na wasiosoma. There are the working class and there are the leisurely kuna wale ambao wanafanya kazi ambao wameajiriwa na wale ambao hawafanyi kazi wajaajiriwa there are many different nationalities kuna wale ambao wanatoka katika mataifa tofauti tofauti many different tribes wanaotoka katika makabila tofauti tofauti uh, throughout the church of god there are people that are very very different from one another katika kanisa la bwana kuna watu ambao ni tofauti tofauti and so the church is a place where the people can live in unity kwa hivyo ni kanisani tu ambapo watu wanaweza katika umoja with other people who are very much different than they are pamoja na wale watu ambao ni tofauti sana nao this is because our hearts are changed in such a way ni kwa sababu mioyo yetu imebadilishwa kwa njia kwamba that we can deal with people who are much different than us kwamba tunaweza kustahimili kukaa na watu ambao ni tofauti nasi whether those people are inside the church or they are outside of the church kwamba hao watu wawe kanisani au wasiwe kanisani how does this happen ili kutendeka namna gani what makes this work ili ni nini kufanya litendeke well our text today 
explains Sasa kifungu chetu leo kinaelezea that the gospel creates supernatural community ya kwamba injili huumba ile jamii ambayo ni ajabu through spiritual change kupitia mabadiliko ya kiroho that results in a new identity ambayo huleta utofauti katika maisha ya watu so let's take those one at a time sasa wacha tuyaweke kwa pamoja the first is that the gospel causes supernatural community ya kwanza ni kwamba injili husababisha jamii ambayo si ya kawaida one way that paul describes the church in our text this morning njia moja ambayo mtume paulo anaelezea kifungu chetu asubuhi ya leo he says that you are fellow citizens anasema ya kwamba nyinyi ni wa jamii moja you are fellow citizens with god's people that is verse 19 nyinyi ni wa jamii moja na watu wa mungu aya ya 19 he says you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of god kwamba nyinyi ni wa jamii moja na watakatifu na wale walio wa nyumba ya mungu now Most if not all of the people here are either citizens of Kenya or citizens of the United States. Sio wote lakini wengi wetu tuko wananchi wa Kenya na wengine ni wananchi wa America. Perhaps some other country is represented here. Na kama kuna nchi nyingine pia imeakilishwa hapa ni sawa. But most of you are citizens of Kenyans and a few of you are citizens of the United States. Na wengi wetu sisi ni wananchi wa Kenya na wachache wetu ni wananchi wa America. But if you are a Christian You have another citizenship that is much much more important. Na kama wewe ni Mkristo, wewe una wananchi mwingine ambao ni muhimu sana. Philippians 3:20. Wa Filipi 3:20. We read for our citizenship is in heaven from which also we eagerly wait for a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Mafilipi 2:3 Ah uh, no chapter 3 verse 20 Mafilipi 3:20 Mafilipi 3:20 Kwa maana sisi wenyeji wetu uko mbinguni kutoka huko tena tunamtazamia mwokozi Bwana Yesu Kristo So you may be a citizen of Kenya or you may be a citizen of the United States of America but if you are a believer you are it is much more important to understand that you are a citizen of heaven. Wewe unaweza kuwa mwananchi wa Kenya, unaweza kuwa mwananchi wa America lakini jambo la muhimu ni kuelewa kwamba wewe ni mwananchi wa mbinguni and paul goes on to say that if you are a believer you're a member of the church na paulo anasema kwamba kama wewe ni muumini wewe ni mshirika wa kanisa then you are a member of the household of god basi pia wewe ni mshirika wa jamii ya mungu so you are not only citizens of a better place wewe si tu mwananchi wa mahali pazuri pekee but you are members of a better family the family of god lakini wewe pia ni mshirika wa familia ambaye ni familia nzuri zaidi ya mungu christian all 
believers, everyone who has placed their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. Every one of them has been adopted into the family of God. God is not only our ruler and our king but God is our father Mungu sio tu kiongozi wetu na mfalme wetu bali pia yeye ni baba yetu And that means we are brought into a family which includes other believers Inamaanisha kwamba tumeletwa katika familia inayojumlisha waumini wengine We are not the only one there are other people who are also the children of God. Sio sisi pekee ndio watoto wa Mungu, tunao watu wengine ambao pia ni watoto wa Mungu. We all have one divine father that is God himself. Tunaye tu baba mmoja wa kiungu ambaye ni Mungu mwenyewe. Even though we may have different earthly fathers, we all have unity together because God is our father. Tunaweza kuwa na baba tofauti tofauti ambao wametuzaa, lakini sisi wote pamoja tunaye baba mmoja ambaye ni Mungu. And the Bible is clear, this is not every human being. Na hili liwe wazi ya kwamba hili si kwa kila mwanadamu. Not every single human being is a child of God. Sio kila mwanadamu ni mtoto wa Mungu. The Bible says that some humans are children of wrath. Maandiko yanasema ya kwamba watoto wengine ni watoto wa kadhabu. Then verse 21 refers to the church. Na hiyo aya ya 21 inazungumzia sasa kanisa. That is all believers kuhusu washirika ama waumini wote as the whole building kama jengo being fitted together into a dwelling of God in the spirit linaunganishwa pamoja kuwa makao ya Mungu katika roho so God is building all believers up into something like a building Mungu anawaumba ama anawajenga waumini wote kama mjengo and that building is being built on the foundation of the prophets and the apostles that is the word of God na huo mjengo unajengwa kwa msingi wa manabii na mitume ambalo ni neno la Mungu with Christ Jesus being the cornerstone the most important part the one true prophet the Logos the word of God ambapo Yesu anakuwa jiwa la pembeni ambaye anakuwa yeye ndiye nabii wa kweli yeye ndiye muhuri wenyewe wa Mungu and God lives in each of us naye Mungu anaishi ndani mwetu by way of his holy spirit katika roho mtakatifu like the shekinah glory of god that inhabited the ancient temple jinsi ule utukufu wa shakina ulivyotawala ile hekalu la kitambo god's special presence is with each of his believers wepo specially wa mungu unakuwa ndani mwetu And so notice what Paul is doing here in this passage. Na kile ambacho mtume Paulo anafanya katika kifungu hichi, there is a noticeable progression in the way Paul is describing believers as the church. Kuna vile kuna ukuaji ambao Paulo anafafanua wa Kristo kama kanisa. First, 
He says that uh, believers are citizens of a better place. Anaanza na kusema ya kwamba waumini ni wananchi wa mahali pazuri. Now a king lives in the same country as his citizens. Kwamba mfalme huishi kwa nchi moja pamoja na wananchi wa hiyo nchi. But a father lives in the same house. Lakini baba huishi kwa nyumba moja. The, a father lives in the very same home as his sons and his daughters. Baba huishi kwa boma moja pamoja na watoto wake wa kike na wa kiume. And so Paul is saying not only are you a citizen of a better place with God as your king and your ruler, but God is also your father. You are in the same household. Sasa Paulo anasema ya kwamba sio tu ya kwamba wewe ni wa jamii ya Mungu ama mwananchi wa jamii ya Mungu ambapo Mungu ni mtawala na na Bwana wako lakini pia wewe Mungu ni baba yako ambapo unaishi kwenye nyumba moja kwenye familia moja kama baba na mwana And then in the imagery that Paul uses regarding the temple na sasa maneno anayoyatumia akitumia mfano wa hekalu he is saying that not only does god live in the same household as you god lives in you sasa anasema ya kwamba sio tu kukaa katika nyu, katika jamii bali sasa mungu anakaa ndani yako and you if you are a believer you are united together with everyone else who is in this same reality na sasa wewe kama wewe ni muumini umeunganishwa pamoja na kila pia yeye anayeamini katika ukweli huu there is this supernatural bond between believers that is the sons and daughters of the most high god kuna ile hali ya kuletwa pamoja kama waumini kama watoto wa Bwana Mungu as AW Tozer once said kama vile msomi mmoja W Tozer anavyosema unity in Christ is not something to be achieved umoja katika Kristo sio kitu ya kuweza kuafikia it is something to be recognized ni kitu cha kutambulika This is the truth. This is the reality if you are a believer. Huu ni ukweli. Huu ndio hakika kama wewe ni muumini. You are a citizen of heaven. Wewe ni mwananchi wa mbinguni. And you are united with other believers because God is your father and God is their father. Umeunganishwa pamoja na waumini wengine maana Mungu ndiye baba yako na tena Mungu ndiye baba yao. And even more than that God lives in you and God lives in every other believer. Na zaidi ya hapo ni kwamba Mungu anaishi ndani mwako na anaishi ndani ya waumini wale wengine. And then Paul goes on to talk about a spiritual change. Na sasa mtume Paulo anaendelea na kusungumzia kuhusu mabadiliko ya kiroho. So the the gospel causes this unity that this supernatural unity that we have with every believer. Injili inaita hili ni umoja ambao tuko nao wa wa ajabu kama waumini and it is because of a spiritual change. Na ni kwa sababu ya mabadiliko ya kiroho. So how does this bond between people who are so different happen? Sasa huu umoja kuunganishwa kwa watu ambao ni tofauti sana hutendeka namna gani? And that is exactly what Paul is explaining throughout the rest of our passage. Na ndio sasa Paulo anafafanua katika kifungu chetu chote. For example in verse 14. Kwa mfano katika aya ya 
Ephesians 2:14. Paul writes, for he himself is our peace who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. Kwa maana yeye ndiye amani yetu aliyetufanya sisi zote tuliokuwa wawili kuwa mmoja akibomoa kiambasa chakati kilichotutenga and then verse 16 and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by it having put to death the enmity akawapatanisha wote wawili na Mungu katika mwili mmoja kwa njia ya msalaba akiisha kuufisha ule uadui kwa huo msalaba now the greek word here translated in the english enmity sasa neno la kiunani hapa ambalo linaletwa katika eh, uh, katika Kiswahili ni ile hali ya kuwa karibu sana it can mean hate inaweza maanisha kuchukia and there is in the human heart an enmity or a hatred ni katika moyo wa mwanadamu ambapo kunaweza patikana uadui or a hostility towards people who are very different from us ama kuwa mbaya sana kwa watu ambao ni tofauti kwetu sisi why is that bona iwe hivyo Well, Paul uses the conflict between the Jews and the Gentiles in order to help us to understand this. Sasa mtume Paulo anatumia utofauti ulio kati ya Wayahudi na wale ambao ni watu wa mataifa ili tuweze kuelewa. Listen to verse 11 to 13. Ni aya ya 11 hadi mpaka ya 13. He says therefore remember that formerly you the Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision which is performed in the flesh by human hands remember that you were at that time separate from Christ excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world but now in Christ Jesus you who were formerly far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ kwa ajili ya hayo kumbukeni ya kwamba zamani ninyi mlio watu wa mataifa kwa jinsi ya mwili mnaoitwa wasiotairiwa na wale wanaoitwa waliotairiwa yaani tohara ya mwili iliyofanyika kwa mikono kwamba zamani zile mlikuwa hamna Kristo mmefarakana na jamii ya Israeli wageni wasio wa maagano ya ahadi ile mlikuwa hamna tumaini hamna Mungu duniani lakini sasa katika Kristo Yesu ninyi mliokuwa mbali hapo kwanza mmekuwa karibu kwa damu yake Yesu Kristo The Jews and the Gentiles were often in conflict with each other. Wayahudi na watu wa mataifa walikuwa na hii hali ya kukombana. But what was the cause of the conflict? Lakini sasa ugomvi ulitokana na nini? In verse 14 it says Jesus Christ destroyed the dividing wall that was between the Jews and the Gentiles. Katika aya ya 14 tunasoma ya kwamba 
Yesu aliweza kuvunja ile ukuta ambayo ilikuwa inazuia. But what was this dividing wall that Paul is talking about? Na sasa hiki kiambaza ama ukuta ambao Paulo anazungumzia ni ukuta gani? Verse 15. Aya 15. He says by abolishing in his flesh the enmity which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so that in himself he might make the two into one new man naye akiisha kuondoa ule uadui kwa mwili wake ndio sheria ya amri ndio sheria ya amri zilizo katika maagizo ili afanye hao wawili kuwa mtu mpya mmoja ndani ya nafsi yake akafanya amani Paul says the dividing wall of enmity or hate Paulo anasema kwamba ule ukuta ambao uliokuwa unaleta uadui between the Jews and the Gentiles kati ya Wayahudi na wale watu wa mataifa was the law ilikuwa ni sheria God's law or what is known as the Mosaic law ni sheria ya Mungu iliyotambulika kama sheria ya Musa so is Paul saying that the Mosaic law is bad na Paulo hasemi ya kwamba sheria ya Mungu ni mbaya of course not na hivyo hata si mbaya. In his letter to the Romans, Paul said that the law there, uh, was asking is the law therefore sin? Is the law bad? He said no, it is spiritual. Katika kitabu cha Warumi, Paulo anauliza ya kwamba je, sheria ni mbaya? Na anajibu tena anasema ya kwamba hapana, sheria ni ya kiroho. So how can something good like the Ten Commandments and the rest of the Mosaic law be the cause of enmity or hatred sasa mbona kitu kizuri kama amri kumi za Mungu na sheria za Mungu ziwe tena ama zilete uadui kati ya hawa watu well in the book of deuteronomy katika kitabu cha kumbukumbu la torati god says that the reason he is giving the jews the law ya kwamba sababu ni kwamba anawapatia wayahudi sheria is so that they can be a light to the gentiles alikuwa anawapatia wayahudi sheria ili wawe mwangaza ama nuru kwa watu wa mataifa the reason that god gives the law and all the regulations is so that the jews can show the rest of the world a godly society kwamba Mungu anapeana sheria kwa Wayahudi ili Wayahudi wawe mwangaza waonyeshe ulimwengu mzima jinsi Mungu anavyotaka The Jews were to show the rest of the world a society of love and justice Wayahudi walifaa waonyeshe ulimwengu mzima jamii ya upendo na ya haki The Jews were to show the rest of the world a society of holiness and truth Wayahudi walifaa waonyeshe ulimwengu mzima jamii ambayo ni ya utakatifu na ya ukweli the jews were to be god's special people the special image of god to the rest of the world wayahudi walifaa wawe watu tofauti specially ambao wana ile sura ya mungu katika dunia mzima but that is not what happened is it lakini hilo halikuweza kutendeka si kweli what happened was that the jews because they had the law 
Sasa kilichotendeka ni kwamba hao Wayahudi wakiwa na sheria and because the Gentiles did not have the law na watu wa mataifa nao hawakuwa na sheria the Jews began to despise them as unclean Sasa nao Wayahudi wakaanza kuwadharau kama watu wasio watakatifu watu wachafu The Jews hated the Gentiles because the Jews had the law and the Gentiles did not have the law Wayahudi wakawachukia wale ambao ni watu wa mataifa kwa sababu wao walikuwa na sheria na watu wa mataifa hawakuwa na sheria And the Gentiles hated the Jews because the Jews were so proud na hao watu wa mataifa wakawachukia Wayahudi maana Wayahudi walikuwa na kiburi na majivuno. So why is this now important to us? Sasa hili linakuwa la muhimu sana kwetu kwa nini? Well what we see in the point that Paul is making Tunaona katika hili neno ambalo Paulo anazungumza is that the things that divide us are often the good things about us. Ya kwamba vitu ambavyo vinatutenganisha ni vitu vizuri kutuhusu. The law was good. Sheria ilikuwa mzuri. And the Jews had the law. Na Wayahudi walikuwa na sheria and it made them proud. Na ikawafanya wakawa wenye majifuno na kiburi. And that is the problem. Na hiyo sasa ndio shida. You have something that is good. Wewe uko na kitu ambacho ni chema. You have something that is good about you that makes you proud. Kuna kitu ambacho uko nacho ambacho ni kizuri kinachokufanya wewe uwe na majifuno na kiburi. Or maybe there's something good about your tribe when you consider the tribe that you come from there are or there is something good about that tribe that causes you to be proud. Huenda wewe unatoka katika jamii ambayo imefanikiwa katika mambo mazuri kwa kiwango fulani. Sasa hiyo jamii yako unakuwa na kiburi na majifuno kwa sababu ya jamii yako. And so having that pride being puffed up because of that which is good about you causes divisions and hatred with other people. Sasa unapokuwa na kiburi ambacho kimekufanya wewe uinuke, uonekane mtu wa maana zaidi, inaleta utofauti kati ya wengine. You see the way the human heart is now because of the fall. Sasa unaona ya kwamba vile moyo wa mwanadamu ulivyo ba, baada ya mwanguko the sinful human heart takes the best things about us dambi ambayo iko katika moyo wa mwanadamu huwa inachukua mengi sana kutoka kwa wengine and we become so proud of those things na tunachukua yale mambo ambayo ni mazuri na tunajivunia hayo mambo that we We make ourselves feel better about ourselves by hating anyone who does not have the same things which we have. Sasa tunapokuwa na hizo vitu ambazo tunavyo ambavyo ni vizuri, tunaanza kuwachukia na kuadharau wale ambao hawana vitu ambavyo sisi tunavyo. C.S. Lewis said in one of his books. Mwandishi mmoja ambaye anaitwa Lewis, he said that people are not proud of being rich. Anasema ya kwamba watu hawana kiburi na majifuno kwa sababu ya kuwa matajiri. They are proud of being richer than the next person. Bali wanakuanga na kiburi na majivuno kwa sababu wao ni matajiri kuliko wengine. People are not proud of being beautiful or smart or talented. Watu hawajivuni na kuwa na kiburi kwa sababu wako na talanda ama wako na vitu ambavyo wanashinda navyo wengine. They are only proud that they are more talented 
promoted than the next person. Wao wanajivuna kwa sababu yeye anajilinganisha na mwingine kwamba mimi ninatalanda kushinda huyo. So you see uh, due to our sinful hearts we become prideful over certain things that are good about us. Tunapata kwamba kutokana na mioyo zetu za dhambi tunaanza kuwa na kiburi na majivuno kwa mambo ambayo ni mazuri kwetu sisi when those things are not present in other people. Wakati hizo vitu haviko ndani ya watu wengine. And then we build up enmity or hatred towards those who are not like us. Na sasa kuna umbika uadui ama majivuno kulingana na watu wengine because we think that they are not as good as us because they're not good at what we are good at. Sasa tunafikiria kwamba wao si wazuri kama sisi maana wao si wazuri kwa vitu ambazo sisi ni wazuri katika hizo vitu. In an international church such as ours we can see this play out in some obvious ways. Tunaona katika makanisa ya kimataifa kama sisi ikitendeka katika njia tofauti tofauti. If you invite a friend of yours to our church service. Unapomwalika rafiki yako katika ibada ya Jumapili kama hii and you want to tell them what time the service starts. Na unataka umwambie saa ambayo ibada itaanza. I imagine you may tell them something like this. Na fikiria kwamba utamwambia kitu kama hiki. The main service begins at 11 American time. Kwamba ibada kamili, ibada kubwa inaanza saa 5 kamili kwa ile saa ya Kiamerika. Right and the reason we would say that is because we want to make sure that this African person that we're speaking to understands that when we say 11 we mean 11. Na unamwambia hivyo unapomaanisha ya kwamba wakati tunaposema ni saa 5 kamili tunamaanisha ni saa 5 kamili ndio sababu natumia neno saa ya mzungu because we understand there's there's two different cultures uh, taking place here in our church there are americans and there are africans maana tunaelewa haya mambo yako katikati yetu ambayo yanafanya tuwe tofauti and the two different cultures as we understand have two different meanings or definitions of what it is to be on time na tamaduni tofauti tofauti hizi zinaleta maana tofauti pia tunaporudi kwa wakati wa maana ya wakati we know that to an american to be on time means to be there right at the time or a few minutes before the time that you say you will be there katika sisi katika nchi yetu ya Amerika tunajua ya kwamba kama umesema ni saa 5 nitakana uwe pale saa 5 kamili ama kabla ya saa 5 haijafika but we know to an african to be on time you could be 30 minutes late you could be 45 minutes late and it's it's not a problem na kwa kwa waafrika saa 5 mtu anaweza kuja hata saa 5 na dakika 30 mtu anaweza kuja hata saa 5 na dakika 50 yeye hajali yeye bora amekuja saa 5 So there is a cultural difference that we are all aware of. Kwa hivyo tuko na tamaduni tofauti tofauti ambazo sisi tunaelewa. But here is the problem. Lakini hapa sasa kuna shida. Americans living in African culture. Wa America wanaoishi katika tamaduni ya Waafrika can feel like Being on time, being punctual is something which is good. Wanahisi ya kwamba 
kukua kwa wakati wakisema saa 5 na saa 5 kamili ukuweko ni kitu kizuri and they can become prideful na wanaweza kuwa na kiburi na majivuno and it can become a source of enmity or hatred towards those people who are according to Americans not on time na inaweza kuleta chuki na 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 utofauti kati ya wale watu ambao wanaona ya kwamba kukuja kwa wakati wa mzungu hiyo ni ngumu but the reality is the two cultures have a different definition of what it means to be on time ya kwamba hizi tamaduni mbili za mzungu na mwafrika zinafafanua wakati kwa maneno tofauti ama inaleta maana tofauti and so it should not be a source of pride for Americans to say that their definition of being on time is better than the African definition of being on time. Kwa hivyo haistahili kuleta shida yoyote wakati mwa America anapofafanua kuwa kwa wakati tofauti na mwa Afrika vile anavyofafanua kuwa kwa wakati. But rather for the sake of unity, both cultures can accept and understand that they have different definitions of what it means to be on time. Bali tunaweza kuwa na kukubaliana ya kwamba sisi tunafafanua wakati katika njia tofauti and of course we can put it the other way too there are uh, things about the african culture which are good maana tunaweza kuweka kando mambo kama kama hayo na tuangazie kwamba katika udamaduni ya kiafrika kuna mambo ambayo ni mazuri pia for instance it is very prevalent in the african culture to be relational kwa mfano katika udamaduni ya Kiafrika mambo ya kuhusiana to know all of your neighbors very well kumjua na kuwajua majirani wako vizuri and when someone comes to visit for you to be very welcoming na mtu ama jirani anapokutembelea unamkaribisha kwa moyo mkunjufu and because of that uh, the way the american culture is which is very different you can uh, think that you are better that you are more relational and that americans are cold na kwa sababu ya hiyo kwa sababu america wao hawana ile mambo ya kuhusiana ati jirani mara nini ati mara nina tunaingiana na watu wengine ambao unaishi nao sasa unaweza jichukulia hilo kama mwafrika uanze kujivuna nalo ya kwamba sisi tuna mahusiano mazuri kuliko wa america And so it can be hard to accept that people are just different. Sasa inakuwa ni ngumu sana kukubali ya kwamba watu ni tofauti. And instead because of our wicked hearts we can cause uh, divisions of enmity and hatred. Sasa kwa sababu ya mioyo yetu ambayo ni miovu inasababisha hali ya uadui na hali ya kuchukiana bure because all of the different people involved in God's church can think that they are better than others. Maana watu ambao wamejumlishwa katika nyumba ya Mungu wengine wanaweza fikiria kwamba ni wazuri kuliko wengine. We all do that. 
na sisi zote huwa tunafanya hivyo the human heart is sinful moyo wa mwanadamu una dhambi and it will take our strength na tutachukua sasa hali zetu za nguvu ama za uwezo and it will make them a dividing wall of hostility na tunaweka iwe ni ukuta ambao una tutanganyisha na wengine as paul is talking about here between the jews and the gentiles jinsi paulo anavyosungumzia ukuta ambao uliokuweko kati ya wayahudi na watu wa mataifa This same thing plays out very strongly here in Kenya when it comes to tribalism. Na mambo haya yanatendeka sana hapa Kenya tunaporudi katika mambo ya kikabila. And this even infects the the political atmosphere here in Kenya. Na hata inafanya mambo inakuwa mabaya sana hapa Kenya because of the sinful nature of our hearts. Kwa sababu ya hali ya dhambi iliyo katika mioyo yetu. People here in Kenya will pick the best things about their tribes. Watu hapa Kenya wanapenda sana kujishikilia kwa mambo mazuri yaliyo katika kabila zao. And they will become prideful over those things. Na sasa wanakuwa na majivuno na kiburi kuhusu hayo mambo. And it causes a dividing wall of hatred. Na inaleta ukuta ambao unasababisha uchuki na uadui because Each person wants to think that their tribe is better. Maana kila kikundi ama kila kabila inataka kuhisi ya kwamba kabila yao ndio nzuri. And people can think that uh, or, or even be jealous that another tribe is the one in political power. Why is our tribe not the ones in power? Hata wengine wanakuwa na chuki ya kwamba mbona kabila fulani ndio wanakuanga tu kwenye mamlaka siku zote? Mbona yetu kabila haiwezi kuwako kwenye mamlaka? So what is the solution for this dividing wall that is caused by sinful pride? Sasa suluhu kwa hii ukuta ambayo inaletwa na mioyo yenye dhambi ni nini? The answer is the gospel. Jibu ni injili the gospel of the lord jesus christ injili ya bwana wetu yesu kristo we all need the gospel sisi zote tunahitaji injili whether we are in church or we are out of the church uh, as paul says those who are far off and those who are near we need god we need the gospel tuwe kanisani vile tuko hivi ama tuwe nje vile paulo anasema kwamba walio mbali na walio karibu wote tunahitaji injili and it is the gospel that shows us that none of us are better than anyone else na ni injili pekee inayotuonyesha ya kwamba hakuna kati yetu aliye mzuri ama mwema kuliko mwingine whether we are american or we are african tuwe wa america tuwe wa afrika whether luya or luo tuwe wa luya tuwe wa jaluo man woman it doesn't matter no one is better than anyone else tuwe wanaume tuwe wanawake hakuna aliye mzuri kuliko mwingine no matter who you are or what you have done haijalishi wewe ni nani au umefanya nini you are in the same exact position as everyone else wewe uko katika nafasi moja sawa tu na watu wengine you are no better than anyone else wewe si mwema kushinda watu wengine we are all born into this world the same sisi wote tumezaliwa katika dunia hii kwa njia sawa that is we are all born into the world children of wrath kwa njia nyingine ni kwamba tumezaliwa katika dunia hii watoto wenye kadhabu everyone has a wicked heart kila mmoja wetu ana moyo ambao ni muovu none do good hakuna anayetenda mema none 
seek after God. Hakuna amtaftai Mungu. This is not my observation or my opinion. This is exactly what God says about us in his word. Haya si mawazo yangu bali ni vile Mungu anavyosema katika neno lake. We are all in that same situation. Sisi wote tuko katika hali hiyo hiyo ambayo ni sawa. And so we have no right to feel superior to anyone else. Hivyo hatuna sababu ya kujihisi sisi tuko juu ya wengine. We have no right to look down on anyone else. Hatuna uwezo, hatuna mamlaka ya kuwadharau wengine. Who can be a better child of wrath? then someone else ni nani ambaye anaweza kuwa mtoto wa kadhabu kushinda mwingine you cannot hauwezi a child of wrath is a child of wrath there are not good ones and bad ones mtoto wa kadhabu ni mtoto wa kadhabu hakuna aliye mzuri kuliko mwingine and so a child of wrath has no reason to look down on anyone else kwa hivyo mtoto wa kadhabu hastahili kumdharau mtoto wa kadhabu mwenzake we all need a savior sisi zote tunahitaji mwokozi and the savior jesus christ does not turn away anyone who comes to him na huyu mwokozi yesu kristo hamkatai yeyote anayemjilia listen the gospel makes us humble sikiza injili kutunyenyekesha not full of pride tusiwe wenye kujaa kiburi na majivuno and then the gospel assures us na pia injili hutuhakikishia our sinful heart tries to find assurance in the good things about us ya kwamba hali yetu ya dhambi inafaa ipate uhakikisho kuhusu mambo mazuri ambayo yanatuhusu our sinful heart tries to feel better about itself by focusing on the good things about us and the negative things about others hali yetu ya dhambi inafanya tujihisi vizuri na mambo mazuri yaliyo ndani mwetu na tuchukie mambo mabaya yaliyo ndani ya wengine but it is the gospel of the lord jesus christ that shows us the truth lakini ni injili ya Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo inayotuonyesha ukweli. The gospel shows us that we are never good enough for God. Injili inatuonyesha kwamba sisi si wazuri kuliko wengine. No one is good enough for God. Hakuna aliye mwema zaidi ili aweze kumfurahisha Mungu apart from the saving work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Kando na kazi inayookoa ya Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo It is then the gospel that assures us ni katika injili ambayo tunapata uhakikisho that we are with God for all eternity kwamba tuko na Mungu milele all believers are wote all believers are the children of the most high god waumini wote ni watoto wa Mungu aliyemkuu all believers are adopted into the family of god the household of god waumini wote wamekaribishwa wamechukuliwa kuwa watoto wa Mungu na wakawa wenye jamii ya Mungu all believers have the spirit of god living in them waumini wote wana roho wa Mungu akiishi ndani mwao and this is not because we are good enough na hili sio kwa sababu sisi ni wema it is because of what jesus christ has done for us ni kwa sababu kile ambacho yesu kristo 
ametutendea If God had not saved us Kama Bwana Mungu hangetuokoa We would have continued in our slavery to sin on our road to hell Tungeendelea kuwa chini ya kifungo cha dhambi tukielekea kusimu And so you see believers no longer have to try to make themselves feel better about themselves by looking down on others. Na ndio sababu waumini hawastahili kujiona kuwa wazuri kuliko wengine kwa kuwadharau. Rather we can have assurance that we belong to God by faith in Jesus Christ. Bali tunayo uhakikisho ya kwamba tunayo tunao tunayo imani ndani ya Yesu Kristo. So it is the gospel that causes this supernatural community that is the church. Ni injili ambayo inasababisha hii jamii ambayo ni ya ajabu ambayo ni kanisa and it is the gospel that causes this spiritual change na ni injili ambayo inasababisha haya mabadiliko ya kiroho and it is the gospel that gives us a new identity na ni injili ambayo inatupatia utambulisho mpya the reality is if you are a believer you have a new identity ukweli wa mambo ni kwamba kama wewe umeamini Kristo wewe una utambulisho mpya and this identity is not something which you have achieved na huu utambulisho mpya si atu wewe mwenyewe umeufanyia kazi it is not something that you have worked for si atu umeufanyia kazi ukauafiki rather it is received bali inapokelewa it is received by faith inapokelewa kwa imani and even that faith is not your own doing na hata hiyo imani sio kazi yako wewe it is the gift of god hiyo imani ni kipawa cha mungu an identity that is achieved is fragile na utambulisho ambao tunawaafikia sisi wenyewe si wa kudumu if your identity is something that you yourself have achieved kama wewe mwenyewe umejifanyia ukaweza kupata utambulisho wako ndani ya Yesu Kristo then it must be compared to others you must look at the negative in others to try to make yourself feel better utaanza kuangalia mabaya kwa wengine ukiangalia mazuri ndani mwako ukiona kwamba unawashinda an identity based on what you have achieved will cause you to puff up with pride ule utambulisho ambao unatokana na kile ambacho wewe umefanyia kazi ndio ukafaulu kupata itakufanya uwe mwenye kiburi and an identity uh, which is based on that which you have achieved can be lost na ule utambulisho ambao unatokana na ile kazi ambayo umefanya ndio ukapata huo utambulisho ndani ya Yesu Kristo unaweza ukapotea until very recently Elon Musk was the richest man in all of the world kulikuwa na mtu ambaye alikuwa tajiri sana hapa duniani but i read just about two days ago that in the last few weeks Elon Musk had lost 200 billion dollars na nimesoma wiki iliyopita ya kwamba huyo mtu amepoteza mabilioni nyingi that is about 20 trillion shillings ni karibu matrilioni 20 za Kenya an identity which is built on your achievements or built on what you think is good about yourself 
will only lead to sinful pride and anxiety. Ile hali ya utambulisho wako ndani ya Yesu kama unajitambulisha ndani ya Yesu Kristo kulingana na yale mambo mazuri yenye umetenda ama uungwana wako ambao umekuwa nao unasababisha baadaye uwe na kiburi. Just take our culture here in Western Kenya. Chukua mfano katika nchi yetu hapa haswa mno magharibi ya Kenya. It is very well known here that many people believe that men are a better class or somehow better than women. Hapa magharibi watu wanaamini kwamba wanaume wako kwa nafasi nzuri kuliko wanawake. And this causes a sinful pride in the hearts of men that causes a lot of division and hatred and problems. Na hii inasababisha hali ya watu kuweza kuchukiana kwa sababu na kuleta shida nyingi katika familia wanaume wanapofikiria kwamba wao wanashinda wanawake. So when a man who thinks he is better than women. Sasa mwanaume anayefikiria kwamba anamshinda mwanamke does not have a new identity in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeye hana utambulisho mpya wa, wa kutokana na Yesu Christo. He will try to rule over his wife like a king. Atataka kumtawala mke wake kama mfalme. He will be demanding. Atakuwa anadai. He will be unloving. Atakuwa hapendi. He will even be violent. Atakuwa hata mwenye mapigano because he believes he has the right. He is over his wife. Maana anaamini kwamba ana haki yeye kama mkubwa. Yeye anataka kuwa juu ya mke wake. He may even sit around and get drunk. Anaweza hata kusunguka huko na huko akilewa while he leaves his wife to try and earn money to feed the family akimwacha mke wake akingangana kutafuta pesa ili kulisha familia and this causes a dividing wall of enmity and hatred na hii inaleta ukuta wa uadui na uchuki but if you are a believer lakini kama wewe ni muumini then you have a new identity in Christ Jesus unakuwa na utambulisho mpya ndani ya Yesu Kristo second Corinthians 5:17 wa Korinto wa pili tano aya ya 17 it says therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creature nasema kwamba kwa hivyo mke yote akiwa ndani ya Yesu Kristo yeye ni kiumbe kipya the old things have passed away vitu vya kale vimepita behold the new things have come tazama mambo yote yamekuwa mapya our old identity whatever it was it is gone utambulisho wetu wa kitambo vile ilivyokuwa inaenda now that does not mean that an african is now transformed into an american hiyo imaanishi sasa waafrika wanabadilika wanakuwa waamerika or a man is now transformed into a woman. Ya kwamba sasa mwanaume anabadilika anakuwa mwanamke. But rather what that means is that our identity is no longer tied to what we do. Sasa kinachomaanisha hapa ni kwamba utambulisho wetu haufunganishwi na kile ambacho sisi tunafanya. Our identity is not tied up utambulisho wetu haufunganishwi in how good or how bad we are jinsi tulivyo wazuri ama jinsi tulivyo wabaya our identity is not tied up in being rich or poor utambulisho wetu haufunganishwi kwa kuwa tajiri au masikini our identity is not tied up in being luo or luya or whatever tribe utambulisho wetu haukuya kwamba sisi ni waluo ama ni waluya maybe you were a 
teacher before you came to know Christ. Uenda ulikuwa mwalimu kabla ya uokoke. And now that you are born again, na sasa wewe umezaliwa mara ya pili, you are still a teacher. Wewe bado utakuwa mwalimu. But your identity is no longer tied up in being a teacher. Sasa utambulisho wako hauwezi kufunganishwa kwa kukuwa mwalimu. And your identity is no longer tied up in how good of a teacher you are. Na sasa utambulisho wako hauwezi kufunganishwa na jinsi unavyoweza kuwa mwalimu mzuri. But rather your identity is in Christ. Bali utambulisho wako umo ndani ya Yesu Kristo. You are a believer wewe ni muumini you are a member of the household of god wewe ni mshirika wa jamii ama ya familia yake mungu you are a citizen of heaven wewe ni mwanainji wa mbinguni the holy spirit of god lives in you roho mtakatifu huishi ndani yako now live your life according to that truth. Sasa ishi maisha yako sawasawa na huo ukweli. Not as something that you achieve but something that you receive. Sio kulingana na kile kitu ambacho ulifanyia kazi ukapata bali kulingana na kile kitu ambacho ulipokea. Believers are elected. Waumini ni watu ambao ni wateule. Remember Ephesians 1:4 a few weeks ago. Kumbuka waefeso moja hapo nyuma wiki iliyopita. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Jinsi alivyotuchagua ndani yake kabla ya misingi ya ulimwengu. And believers are justified. Na waumini wanafanywa kuwa haki. Romans 8:1 Warumi nane moja Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Sasa hakuna hukumu kwa wale walio ndani ya Yesu Kristo. And believers are sanctified. Na sasa waumini wanafanywa kuwa wanatakaswa. 1 Corinthians 1:2 Wafkorinto wa kwanza moja mbili to the church of god which is at corinth kwa kanisa la mungu lililo korinto to those who have been sanctified in christ jesus kwa wale ambao wametakazwa ndani ya yesu kristo and believers are glorified na waumini huwa wanatukuzwa second corinthians 3:18 wakorinto wa pili tatu aya nane. It says that we are being transformed into the same image of our Lord from glory to glory. Inatuambia kwamba tunabadilishwa kutoka katika katika sura moja ya Bwana wetu kutoka utukufu hadi utukufu. So for you that are believers, kwa hivyo wewe ambaye ni muumini our identity is no longer in ourselves. Utambulisho wetu hautokani na sisi wenyewe but it is in our union with Jesus Christ. Bali unatokana na muunganiko wetu na Yesu Kristo. When we were born into this world, tulipozaliwa katika dunia hii, we were born under the headship of our first father Adam. Tulizaliwa tukiwa chini ya mamlaka na uweza wa baba yetu wa kwanza Adamu. The Bible calls him the first Adam. Biblia namuita Adamu wa kwanza and we are born sinners as he was a sinner. Na tunazaliwa watenda dhambi jinsi alivyokuwa mtenda dhambi. But by faith, lakini kwa imani, we are united to the last Adam. Tunaunganishwa kwa Adamu wa mwisho. That is Jesus Christ. Ambaye ni Yesu Kristo. 
in whom humanity is recreated ambako ndani yake wanadamu wanaumbwa upya 1 Corinthians 15:45 Wakorinto wa kwanza sura ya 15 aya ya 45 it says so also it is written nasema kwamba imeandikwa the first man adam mtu wa kwanza adamu became a living soul akafanyika nafsi inayoishi the last adam naye adamu wa mwisho became a life giving spirit akafanyika roho apeyanaye uzima it is in our union with jesus christ ni katika muunganiko wetu na yesu kristo that we are the church tunakuwa kanisa If you come to this church Mercy Baptist Church and yet you are not in union with Jesus Christ then you are not the church. Kama unakuja hapa kanisani Mercy Baptist Church lakini wewe haujaunganishwa na Yesu Kristo wewe si wa kanisa. The church is only those who are in union with Christ Jesus by faith. Kanisa ni la wale tu peke yao ambao wamekuwa na muunganiko na Yesu Kristo katika imani. And it is we that now have of unity with those who may be very different from us according to this world. Na ni sisi ambao sasa tunakuwa na muunganiko na watu ambao wanatoka katika sehemu mbalimbali za ulimwengu. But in reality we are all just the same. Lakini katika ukweli sisi wote ni sawa. Born sinners mezaliwa tena dhambi slaves to sin tukiwa wafungwa wa dhambi children of wrath tukiwa wana wa kadhabu deserving nothing but condemnation tunaostahili mauti ama tunaostahili kuhukumiwa but our identity has now changed lakini utambulisho umebadilishwa not because of anything that we have done sio kwa sababu ya chochote ambacho tumekifanya But the only reason we are saved from the penalty and the power of sin. Lakini sababu tu ambayo tunaokolewa kutokana na nguvu za dhambi na na mshahara wa dhambi is because of the work of God. Ni kwa sababu ya kazi ya Mungu mwenyewe tena. Who came in the flesh to pay our penalty. Ambaye alikuja katika mwili kuweza kulipia ile ambayo ni adhabu ambayo sisi tulifaa tu, tuadhibiwe and who takes our hearts of stone and gives us hearts of flesh ambaye anakuja anachukua mioyo yetu ya mawe na anatupatia mioyo ya nyama so that we repent and believe the gospel ili tuweze kutubu na kuiamini injili And when we live according to this truth, na tunapoishi sawasawa na ukweli huu, then we cannot look down on others as if we are better. Hatuwezi tukawadharau wengine kana kwamba sisi tuwawashinda. Instead God gives us the power to be humble. Bali Mungu anatupatia nguvu na uweza wa kunyenyekea zaidi. Accepting the differences of others. Tukikubali utofauti ulio ndani ya wengine and living in peace and unity tukiishi katika amani na katika umoja showing the love of god tukionyeshana upendo wa mungu as we are his image in this world jinsi tulivyo sura yake mwenyewe katika dunia hii everyone please stand wacha tusimame